This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we have Michael on from Customer Solutions, and our topic is, I've been looking forward to this all day long. So, the topic is define ghosting. So, first thing we'll do is do introductions. Michael, would you do us a favor and then both introduce yourself and also introduce your company? Sure. Thanks, William. I'm happy to be here. Mike Linger, I'm the the founder and principal of Customer Solutions. We focus on talent acquisition strategy and process in uh, helping companies find and keep the best people. There's a simple introduction for you. Done. Chops Mike. Walks off stage. That's that's uh, if <laughs> that's, you, it. that's easy to remember. So, okay, so guy, um, ghosting, we can look at this from a number of different ways, from obviously the candidate and recruiter. So let's do that first. So in the candidate's mind as of today, what do you, what do you think that they use as kind of a working definition of ghosting? I think the, what the candidates are doing is, in, in some ways, I think there's some, a revenge factor because there's so much ghosting going on the other way. And I know you said we'd get to that. I think that what the candidates are doing is they're saying, well, you know, it's happening to me, so I'm not really thinking about it. I'm applying to all these jobs and, you know, I'll just talk to the one that I'm interested in and just ignore the others. And, and so, you know, you have, you have recruiters talk about being ghosted. Companies talk about losing track of candidates. And I think that there, there is a certain amount of revenge in it because it was pretty fierce um, the other way if you go back to sort of mid-COVID right. when there were just so many candidates, right, for obvious right. reasons. This is candidate-driven market versus uh, yeah. can, uh, employer-driven market. Exactly right. Okay. Exactly right. So so you, you think some of it is just that simple? Yeah. Uh, don't need to overthink it. It's just the candidates. This is their this is their moment. They're going to take their moment and take the, get their pound to flex. Yeah, and and it's you know the, I think the the thing that comes into it a lot, and you know if you read some of the articles that are written about ghosting, is you know even even in Forbes, they're talking about ghosting. That uh, there's a certain amount of it is people just don't like to to say no. Like you you know, somebody gets an offer, right? And it's, you know, whatever the offer is, but they get an offer from somebody else. They take the offer they want and they don't, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to go back and upset somebody and tell them no for the offer. So there's a certain amount of human nature that, that comes into it uh, as well as particularly, if, you know, you read some of the anecdotes about it, but it's, it's pretty rampant, I think is the, the well, important I, thing to think about. I'll tell you, um, this is probably a 19 year old tells me this story it's probably six months ago now so it's a bit dated but he'd apply to six different companies you know verizon mm-hmm. taco bell you know you know just the usual suspects all hourly uh early stage career jobs hourly jobs and he'd accept all of them and then he'd show up to work and if he didn't like the experience then he'd just not go back the next day oh my gosh <laughs> 
and, and as he's telling me this story, uh, okay. I'm, I'm related to this person, by the way. So as he's telling me this story, I'm like, oh, my God. First of all, I got to double check this with other people. And I did with uh, people that work an hour. Like, and they're like, yeah, that's true. That happens. And I'm like, you're kidding. Like, no. Like, you thought well, their moms and dads showing up to interviews was bad? No. This is actually the new frontier of them accepting multiple offers. And then just... You know, it's not... clever, though. It's <laughs> clever. <laughs> Evil genius. You know, how else, how else, how else are you going to get... A, a realistic job preview. Yeah. No, this is, I mean, again, <laughs> you would like to think that the company does a great job of portraying that in the recruiting product, pro, process. Sure. Okay. Sure. Well, let's say that doesn't happen. This is a try before you might, well, it's try before you, uh, after you've accepted. And <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Cause like, I can't imagine that chaos of managing that, you know, yeah. you got somebody, they're in there, you know, your manager of Verizon store, you know, it's hard enough to get somebody, you got somebody, you like them, they're good, it's done, they're showing up on Monday, they're there, they go through the whole day, Tuesday comes around, and it's like, they're not there. Never heard from them again. And yeah. Never heard, never to be, and there's no, I guess there was this sense, I mean, I'm, I'm Gen X, so I guess there was a sense of uh, reputation management, or a decorum. Yeah, sure, that, sure. Right? Like yeah. I can't do this because I don't want I don't want it to follow me around in my career. Yeah. Whereas yeah. it just doesn't seem like <laughs> it, it, it. It doesn't stick. Then you know that's uh, you know, it, it, they're not going to think about that because how is a not showing up for a job going to show up on your record? In you know, it's. <laughs> It's, it's, I'm still, I'm still trying to get my arms around the the thinking that goes into planning it that way because that's 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 pretty sophisticated. <laughs> well, okay, so now we've got a, a bead on. Do you do you believe that? Uh, so we, we'll stick with candidates for just a second. Sure. Do you believe there's a difference between candidates that are hourly and candidates that are, are uh, you know exempt, uh, not exempt versus non exempt, but basically hourly versus corporate? We'll use that as a phrase. I, I think so, yes, for for two reasons. One is the one you were just talking about, which is reputational um, for somebody who's looking at a higher level job and that word could get around. The, the second uh, may not be so intuitive. It's harder to find jobs at the more senior level now than it is at those entry level. You know, they're, you know about the mismatch between the number of jobs that are available and the number of people to take them. And even if, you know, we took everybody back who was off the rolls from COVID, we still would have jobs going empty. Most of those jobs are flipping hamburgers or, you know, shoveling chicken. And I'm not denigrating those as jobs. I'm just saying that those jobs are the ones where, you know, people have choices and they're going for a quarter or 50 cents or a better schedule or, you know, something else, right? So, yeah, I think you, you would see a difference in that, uh, uh, particularly because those uh, those higher level jobs, it, they're still hard to find for those job seekers. They're they're still struggling. I'd, I talked to one, uh, one senior person who was applying to um, chief operating jobs. So pretty senior, right? Right. 300 applications, 10 rejections, one interview. Now, oh, maybe wow. this person was not applying to the right jobs. This is over a course of about six months. So it wasn't right. like, oh, you know, you know, a sort of a shotgun. But 
you know, not to hear at all on about 90% of the jobs that this person was applying to. That's a different kind of ghosting, right? That says that their their recruiting process doesn't even have a thanks but no thanks built into it. Um, which, you know, if you're if you're applying to jobs on LinkedIn, if you're using LinkedIn as the tool, LinkedIn does that for you, right? All you have to do is just click a little box and it sends off a nicely worded note that says, uh, you know, go elsewhere. Um, yeah. So <laughs> a, a couple of things, right to, now. a couple things to unpack. Last week I was doing a strategic offsite for a company and it came around at one point we discussed that companies view candidates as commodities and mm -hmm. candidates view companies as commodities. Mm -hmm. And it was just a fascinating discussion because uh, like we used to call it spray and pray, right? And yeah, this would sure. happen both on the recruiting side, but it was also happened on the candidate side. And I don't think easy apply or one click apply has made that better uh, per se. Um, it's probably a better candidate experience instead of having to fill out forms multiple times and that and the other. But if I can just go apply to a thousand jobs, one click, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's the downside, yeah. right? Well, yeah. the downside is it creates a bunch of noise in the system and it's hard exactly. for, to manage. Uh, but what do you think about that commodities a bit? I, I think the I, I think that that's, that's an accurate perception. Um, I'm actually just reading a book right now called The Autonomous Organization. And it comes from the premise that that organizations shouldn't be thinking about people as assets or commodities that that it's people that make an organization function gee go f you know i mean that's that, that's not a revelation but it's it's funny how many times we have to learn that and yet we 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 treat these people it, um, josh burson said something oh i don't know, maybe a year ago that just the whole the whole um concept of talent acquisition is flawed because of what talent means and where it comes from that 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 speaks to commodity if you go back to the ancient greek somehow he did this thing back to greek and it it just it brings that that whole mindset to it not recognizing on the on the part of the the corporation that that people that these are people right they're not commodities they're not assets if you don't treat them right then they're not going to be part of your picture for very long and uh that's it's it's a real flaw i think in our recruiting process today Wow. Okay, let's flip the other side of this. Now let's yeah. go to the candidates, uh, to, excuse me, to the recruiter side and think about what is, how do they, and we'll deal with like currently, how do they, how do they, how do they define uh, ghosting right now? Well, ironically, I think that, that, recruiters know they're being ghosted but they probably don't think that they're ghosting somebody else it's, oh that's I mean, great how, how else Good could call. how else could you ex explain it right right you yeah. know it, it, it's it's a recruiter's job to tell somebody that they weren't a good fit <laughs> so you know th that's so, part of the job and and you know if you, i mean if you're lucky you're telling 19 people out of 20 that they're not a good fit. right right that's uh and, and some of those are i hate the term silver medalists uh yeah. which yeah, is yeah, kind oh, of sure. the worst worst phrase ever but <laughs> But yeah. it's it's like so they see ghosting. Okay, you scheduled an interview. Janet didn't show up to the interview. Okay, that's a clear case of ghosting. Yet, okay, flip the situation. We have an interview. Janet scheduled it, and I have to go get my kids from school that day, and I cancel the meeting. 
if I'm a recruiter, that's not ghosting. No, I wouldn't say that's ghosting. That's, you know, that now if they cancel the meeting and then never reschedule it. Right. That's ghosting, right? That's ghosting. Okay. Okay. Ghosting is when you've been through, I, this is my, is sort of my layman's definition. Ghosting is when you've been through the process, not just an application, but you've talked to somebody, maybe you've had one interview and then you never hear from them again. And you have to ask them what happened. And even then you might not hear from them. And I, I get those kind of stories as I talk to people. You know, I had two interviews and I never heard from the recruiter again. And I sent a note to the recruiter and they never responded. You know, that's ghosting. Eh, you can explain some of that due to circumstance. You know, right, somebody's right, right. quit, they moved on to another job. But but that it's it's far too prevalent to say that it's it's anything other than people you know, here I am given, given me perhaps a little, uh, cut them a little slack, right? right? That one of the things coming out of COVID is there aren't enough recruiters. Right. And so recruiters are carrying, I, my sense, a much larger load than they would pre-COVID. And it's hard to find recruiters because they went and found other jobs and they're not going back into recruiting. This is a pretty common theme that you see. And so, you know, we're overworking the recruiters, but that doesn't doesn't explain why you know the uh, in my mind the common courtesy of a thanks but no thanks if right. you're you know if if you're really not qualified if you're one of the 19 of the 20 you know you know take this person off the hook but uh, you know it's administrative it's stuff that just doesn't happen and you know in we we were talking back in 2019 about you know sort of the year of the the candidate and and you know how important the candidate experience was and again anecdotally what i read when i talk to people the candidate experience now is worse than it was in 2019 and you would think in the year of the candidate uh that you know they they'd be having a great time but you know i guess that's uh that doesn't seem to be the case companies are just they're not rolling out the red carpet in a way that makes it conducive to come to work and ghosting is just a symptom of that Right. It's, it's, it's fascinating to me because, again, uh, like you said, if, if there's a good reason on either side, okay, now we just talk about candidates and recruiters, on either side, if, if life happens and you communicate properly and, mm -hmm. and you reschedule, then that's not ghosting. That's just, that's life. Like, okay. Right. And, and that's on both sides, both, both equal, equal, you know, again, anything can happen. Emergencies happen. Life happens. Okay. And then you reschedule. Okay. That's not ghosting. That's just life. But it's the non show up and non reschedule that yeah. on both sides is ghosting. Yep. It's, uh, and, and I just, I, my sense is that there's a certain amount of it that's just tit for tat. Right, 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 right. So you yeah. see, in a candidate-driven market, more candidates uh, in the in the in the definition that we are using now, more candidates ghosting, and in a, in an employer-driven market, you see more recruiters ghosting. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So the Absolutely. the third leg of this uh, awkward stool <clears throat> is <laughs> is hiring managers. Yeah. Yeah. And so one to kind of get your take on, okay, what's their definition of ghosting today? Well, I think that hiring managers are going to see ghosting in a couple of ways. They're going to see it 
well, you've introduced a third one that I never even occurred to me, which is the show up and then never show up again. Right. Um, they're going to see it where people don't show for interviews. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's, you know, who's doing the hiring, right? Is there a recruiter involved or is there a hiring manager involved, oh. right? That, that starts to get a little, a little more complicated, right? If, if yeah. there's a recruiter who is the intermediary, the hiring manager might see it with somebody that is a no-show for an interview or is a no-show for a job offer or, you know, um, rescinds the job offer or something like that. But, you know, in a case where there's a recruiter, the hiring manager is not going to see most of the mechanics. I, right. I think it's, 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 it's not as likely that you're going to see, uh, you might see a candidate uh, uh, ghosting a hiring manager because they were supposed to go in for an interview and they just don't show up and they don't bother to call. Right. Yeah, sure. Right. That, that's going to that happen. Happens. That's going to happen. I think it, it's less likely to be in a situation where someone's scheduled with an interview with a hiring manager and the hiring manager blows it off and and doesn't follow up uh you know i i I haven't heard those kinds of stories it's it's generally the communication where the recruiter just goes dark you know the company goes dark because of course the the candidate doesn't necessarily know whether you know are they even talking to a recruiter maybe they're talking to a recruiting coordinator or that they're talking to an rpo firm on behalf of the company who knows right uh so the hiring managers are going to see it with people who just don't show up for work or don't show up for an interview. We we did. Um, I, I worked on a project, and it was in the the quick serve space. Actually, ghost, the ghost kitchen part of quick serve, which is even more obscure. And we would schedule fifteen to eighteen people to come in and meet with the hiring manager, and three would show up. Wow! Do that. Do that yeah. again. Say that again. Yeah, we would schedule fifteen to eighteen people for right. uh, for an interview day. Right, and we'd have a hiring manager sitting there, and three would show up. Oh my God! Now this that was pre-COVID. That yeah, was pre-COVID. So right. you know, it's it's there were still you know people who felt like they had lots of choices and they were willing to do their own thing. Um, that's how a hiring manager is going to feel ghosting is they're going to be set up for something, or you know, they make an offer, the offer is accepted, and the person doesn't show up for work and doesn't bother to call. Again, something that's you know, I think is more common these days. There's, right. you know, it's, it, it, I, I, I don't want to make a big societal comment, you know, is there just a little less courtesy going around right now? Maybe that's part of it. Right. Right. So I wonder, I want to unpack just very quickly the, in the situations where there is a, a hiring manager and a recruiter, does the recruiter, okay, candidate doesn't show up or something. Does the recruiter get the blame? Or does the candidate like in your just just uh, anecdotally? Does I mean I'm sure there's not a whole lot of research, primary research that's been done about this. But does the recruiter get blamed in that situation, or does the candidate get blamed from the hiring manager's perspective? I'm I'm sure that there is going to be some some give and take on that. It depends on how proactive the recruiter is in terms of uh, managing the candidate and and you know trying doing their best in advance to ensure that the the interview or the, the showing up for the first day of work actually takes place the hiring managers are going to point to the recruiter because they're not directly involved in the candidate and whether or not the recruiter can get off the hook by pointing back at the candidate i'm sure they're going to do that right you know no, no recruiter no recruiter is going to want to set the hiring manager up for an interview that wasn't going to happen right and i i think hiring managers unless they're just completely vindictive they're going to know that and 
So the, I think the recruiter is definitely going to point at the candidate because it, it isn't the recruiter's fault, probably, that a candidate right. didn't show up for an interview. It's, it's the candidate's choice. So uh, one thing is the painfully clear through through kind of the three the themes of uh, of both candidate recruiter and hiring manager is that in essence ghosting there's a there's a kind of a tethering to power. Mm. Who's who's in power at that particular moment? Yep. Whether or not it's real or perceived, right? So it could be just the perception of power. And they, they perceive them. They perceive themselves as a power of uh, leverage, or a moment of power where they have more power and they use it. Is, am I am I reading too much into that, or is that? Oh, no, no, I, I, no, I think that's wrapped up in it, right? This is this is I. This is my decision. I have the power to make the decision right now, and um, and I, it goes back to something I said at the beginning. You, you know. People just don't like to disappoint other people, so they don't like to say no. They don't like to say, I don't want to do this, or, you know, no, you didn't get the job, or, you know, any other number of things that, that in their perception um, don't make them look good, or even stronger, make them look bad somehow. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to argue that we're certainly tied up in image in, culture, in our culture generally, and how people project themselves uh it's a it's a complex mix of things which i think is you know a blend of all the stuff that we've talked about it's it's the environment it's the process it's the scarcity or the surplus of resources on one side of the equation or the other um it's on it's an unfortunate situation because think of, particularly on the part of the company think of the brand damage if you do ghost candidates regularly sometimes it happens inadvertently okay whatever somebody slips through the cracks but if that's your way of handling the the numbers that you're getting is to simply just ignore them or or let them go what does that do to your brand and it, it even it even more directly than, than you know you mentioned the reputational which i i put on the side of the person it's less likely to accrue to them because you know who's going to chase one person but if you know somebody gets ghosted by xyz company they're going to tell 10 10 friends and they're going to tell 10 friends and so on and so on right mm -hmm. really significant impact of candidate experience not to mention what if they were you know they were ghosted along the way but ultimately ended up getting hired somehow you know, they disappeared for three weeks and then they came back. You know, they, they set commitments that they didn't keep. What does that set in the mind of the candidate in terms of the company that they're going to work for? In, uh, you know, the company culture that, oh, you can just ignore me and, until, you know, you go through all other candidates and then you hire me. Well, I guess I'm not going to try this job very hard. You can see all those kinds of, of possible permutations, which just continues to, to, to point to it is in your best interest as a company to treat candidates the way you would like to be treated. Right. Uh, otherwise, you, there might be some consequences from it. Uh, you know, I don't want to be too dire about right, it. Right, right, right. But you know, there's a lot of moving parts here, but still. There should be. 
if we yeah. if we go that far, there should be there should actually yeah. should have consequences. I mean, exactly. we teach our kids this from a very yeah. early age. You know, there should be if you, if there is an action, there should be consequences. This has yeah. been all I wanted it to be and more. Thank you. Great. I know you have you're super busy. Thank you so much for carving out time for us. Oh, happy to be here. It's uh, it's been a good conversation, and it's it's something that's certainly top of mind right now. Hundred percent. And thanks everyone for listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live Podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at RecruitingDaily.com.